Hello, and welcome to KaneCast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management Team. Hello, this is Ben Falcone, Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick. And with me today, I have Craig Thrasher, Portfolio Manager of the Kane Anderson Rudnick International Small Cap Strategy. Craig, although non-U.S. equity markets remain positive for the full year, third quarter returns were negative. What are your observations on third quarter performance for international small caps, and how did your portfolio perform during the quarter? We think the biggest driver of markets for some time has been inflation and interest rate expectations. And in the third quarter, interest rates globally were rising, and that did present some headwinds for equities around the world. Of course, we still have ongoing geopolitical and economic uncertainty, but really think the biggest driver recently has been interest rates, and interest rates have been rising in the third quarter. Our portfolio underperformed the, our benchmark, which is the MSCI Acqui XUS uh, small cap benchmark. And I'd say a few drivers there. Number one, uh, value did outperform in, in the quarter. And, you know, although we don't consider ourselves, quote unquote, growth investors or value investors, we are quality investors. We Our, our performance does tend to correlate more with with growth stocks. And so that was a little bit of a headwind in the quarter. We also don't own any stocks in, in India and small caps in India had a particularly strong quarter and have been on a tear really for some time now. So that was a little bit of a headwind. And then lastly, uh, we're underweight Japan and overweight the UK uh, and Europe and, and Japan outperformed and the UK and Europe underperformed in the quarter. So all those were, were somewhat of a headwind for our performance during the quarter. Craig, economic news from China suggested that the economy was slowing. What is your outlook for the Chinese economy and how does this impact your decisions to own companies with exposure to China in your portfolio? Yes, the Chinese economy is slowing, although I guess it's fair to say there's some uncertainty about how much the data coming out of China can can really be trusted. I would say in general, we're certainly aware of the macroeconomic backdrop when we're investing. We're really trying to invest for companies in the long term and invest in companies that we think have the ability to grow over time, given a a reasonable range of economic outcomes in whatever country that we're investing in. And most of the time, when we look at stocks, the near-term macroeconomic outlook is, is already baked into equity prices at any given time. And right now, investors are quite uh, bearish, I would say, in general, in the Chinese economy, as you mentioned. But valuations also reflect this pessimistic outlook. So normally, what we would do in that situation is we would try to find solid underlying businesses that may be trading at a discount due to some of those near-term uncertainties that you talked about. But with the case of China, we also have some pretty significant overlying geopolitical uncertainties as it relates to what may happen with Taiwan specifically. And with this being the case, we're, we're somewhat cautious about China overall. I would say you know, we do own one stock that's listed in Hong Kong that is a Chinese company. Um, and in that particular instance, we, we have a case that we have a situation where the stock is, is quite cheap. We think the valuation right now builds in a very dire economic outlook. And so with that being the case, we, we do feel like we're, we're, we're comfortable with the risk reward on that particular holding in China. But overall, the, the exposure to China in the portfolio is quite low. Craig, as we move into the final quarter of 2023, and you begin to think about the global equity market environment in 2024, can you speak to how your portfolio is positioned relative to your benchmark? 
Sure. Um, as I alluded to, we, we often find ourselves investing our incremental capital into areas where there's some pessimism baked into market prices. So usually that is related to the near-term economic outlook. And, and right now there's a lot of pessimism as it relates to the economy and inflation in the UK. And investors have fled this market and, and it, that's made it one of the most attractive markets in the world from a valuation standpoint. And so this has allowed us to own what we believe are great companies in the UK with long-term structural growth at valuations that are significantly lower than what we would find elsewhere around the world. So the UK is our largest overweight relative to the benchmark. On the other side of the coin, I mentioned earlier that we have no exposure to India, and that's been one of the sexiest markets around the world and has enjoyed really strong performance in recent years. And so because of the relative optimism in India, you see valuations there that are amongst the highest in the world. So it's it's pretty hard for us to find companies that meet our quality criteria at valuations that we can make work in terms of generating long-term returns. A similar situation in Japan, where you've had, we think, non-fundamental factors driving equity prices, including the Bank of Japan buying outright equities in a, in a massive scale in the Japanese market. So for, for similar reasons, we're, we have a hard time when we find the kinds of companies that we like. Uh, most of the time, they're trading at valuations that, that we don't find attractive. Um, I, I guess I'd point out there, lastly, that you know, the high valuations in any given market doesn't preclude us from looking. We're, we're always looking in all the markets. And, and we recently did add a, a new holding in the Japanese market. So um, we do find some things. But in general, that's what we see and, and why the portfolio is positioned the way it is. Craig, thanks for taking the time to provide your insight to our KaneCast listeners. You've just listened to KaneCast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. For more of our investing insights, head over to our website, www.kane.com. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management, CAR. This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.